90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Hey, you guys. We're back and ready to tackle yet another edition of 90s Now. How you doing? I'm with my favorite two ladies, so <laughs> I'll let you guess. I think you're doing great then. <laughs> Hot mamas we are. Correct answer. Hot mamas. Right, Kel? Good one. <laughs> um, we've got a lot to tackle today. As usual, we've got um, Nikki Six's opinion on one of the biggest rock bands of our time as a result of their opinion of his band, also <laughs> one of the biggest rock bands of our time. So we'll talk about that. Baby will make six for one of the members of the 90210 family. Uh, Kelly's trivia will undoubtedly be challenging in the best possible way. Uh, and a 90s rewind is going to take us back to your Walkman's playlist in 1996. Or maybe it was a portable disc player. Either way, it was yours and you loved it. It'll also feature one of the names that'll be rocking the halftime show at the Super Bowl. So we'll talk about that. Um, and it seems like one big rock star, um, has come off a, come off of a source for the sake of his voice. So we're going to tell you who that is and what the source is or was. Uh, and also, we've got some follow-up on the Janet Jackson documentary because Kelly went to the source, an entirely different source than the one we're going to talk about <laughs> in another story. But uh, let's start there. Kel, what's going on? Well, first of all, just before I start, I want to give a 90s Now shout-out to our very own Sharon Hyland. Congratulations, hey. because Sharon has a new job starting very soon. Yes! St- still, the, still the queen of rock, but she will now be the queen <laughs> of rock starting in the AMs with a brand new morning show gig. So this is amazing news, and all of us here are excited for you and proud oh, of you and you. cannot wait for you to kick some butt. Uh, just make sure you're still awake when we record this show, please. I can't make any promises, but it'll be funny. <laughs> it, it will be. And Thank uh, you, you very much. I appreciate that. And you can make sure uh, to catch Sharon if you'd like to listen to her on the rock station. Because uh, you guys, obviously, you can listen online. So show'm977.com or show'm.com. Show'm.com. Yeah, show'm.com. Okay. Our, uh, our handle is uh, Mornings Rock with Jay, Sharon, and Chantal. And uh, for those not <laughs> familiar with radio, you should know morning radio, morning show is the ultimate consecration. So, Sharon, mwah, congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. That's nice. And Shom is spelled C-H-O-M dot com. Uh, so now, big Janet good. news. So, um, we, so obviously, the doc came out, and I think we mentioned last week that uh, 15.7 million people or over 15.7 million people had watched the doc. Wow. That number continues to rise. And mm-hmm. we decided to go to the source of, uh, of her feature in the doc, which is Tina Landon. And so Janet's former creative director and choreographer joined uh, the Kelly Alexander show for an hour, which was amazing. Ooh. And uh, she was able to expand upon her uh, parts in the documentary, talking about the Janet album and also delving into the part that Janet's doc delved into, which was a lot of Janet's relationship with her former husband, Renee Elizondo. So right. Tina was able to expand on all of that. We also talked about Scream and how Janet went there and said that it was a challenging situation with Michael to get that video done and yeah. that it wasn't the experience that I think she was hoping for. So we talk about all that kind of good stuff. Uh, but there is a bit of a caveat when it comes to this interview. Uh, you Ooh. cannot just go to our YouTube channel and uh, watch it. You actually have to subscribe to the newsletter. So what you do is you go to kellyalexandershow.com slash subscribe. Hit that, and then you'll get an email with the exclusive access link to watch the video of Tina. So is this like joining a fan club? 
Uh, a Tina Landon fan club, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in that one already, I think. Yeah, I think you're really gonna, you're really gonna like this one, Sharon. Like, she really was able to expand and go there and just have, and she very insightful, very insightful into, uh, Janet and her legacy. What I, th- what I like about your interviews with, uh, Tina Landon is, A, what she brings to the table, uh, as far as experience goes, cause it's a long list of credits. Uh, but B, how genuinely nice she is. I mean, she's such a great resource of information of that time, of her craft, uh, of the music, etc. But she's just such a nice person. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm going to say something. It's like she could be your friend. And wait a minute, Kelly, she's your friend. <laughs> <laughs> she's your BFF. As a result. That's right. Exactly, Yeah. <laughs> There's that. And then and, and actually one question that she answers, which I think, Sharon, you'll love to, to, to watch her response to, is the two things that make Janet uh, be like this amazing, talented black woman, superstar artist, but then also makes you feel like she's your best friend from high school. So yeah. Tina has a really good two part answer to that to that question. So very cool to well- check out. It's really cool. And we got, we really dug into that last weekend too, uh, last week rather, after watching, uh, after watching the doc ourselves, just because it's such a huge part of our lives. And Adam, I mean, you came into it, into, into the world <laughs> when Janet was cresting in her career. Certainly yeah. she's been cresting for a long time, but, uh, it transcends, transcends any sort of, uh, generation. She's just such a staple in the, uh, pantheon of music. That uh, of course it would affect of, affect us in different ways. So that's why we talked about it a lot last week. So I'm looking forward to subscribing to your newsletter. Thank you. I appreciate your efforts. And by the way, we got a lot of comments from last week's episode with people really loving our analysis and thought process on the Janet Doc. So I thought that was cool. They really enjoyed our discussion. And actually, maybe sharing one of our upcoming episodes, um, we had a request from one of our um, followers to have you ask me uh, what it was like when I met Janet in 2019. So I thought oh that was gosh. very, I thought that was very sweet. Like he's like, can I, can you get into that? Cause we know you met her. And so I was like, okay, so we'll have Sharon, we'll sh- have Sharon ask that at some point. Well, do you want to do it today or do you want to save it for next we'll week? We'll save it for another, another time. Okay. Keep and, the focus on Tina this time. Tina this time. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then we'll talk about, well, cause I have some good questions that, uh, I'm all ready for that. Okay. I'm all ready for the next show. <laughs> and actually, it'd be great if you have a chance to watch the Tina uh, interview, and then maybe you'll have questions about that, too. For sure. Awesome. Uh, okay, well, we have uh, that's exciting, actually. So now I know what I'm doing tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've got some big rock star news, but we've also got some big trivia to get to. Now let's do that first. 90s. <laughs> now. Trivia. Bing bong. I just realized that these are Los Angeles Lakers colors and close to Los Angeles Rams colors. Go Super Bowl. Woot. (laughs) Woot. Before I start, because one of them actually is a sporting question, um, who are you cheering for uh, Super Bowl? Is it Bengals or Rams? Do we care? Uh, I'm not losing any sleep either way. I think the Bengals winning would be a really nice underdog story. Mm -hmm. We care for... uh, We care for a game that will go close to overtime. Uh-huh. That's what we're yeah. looking for. Something I exciting. usually always cheer for the team that's uh, trailing, that's behind, <laughs> so they can catch yeah. up. That's my go-to for, for the Super Bowl. Very good. I like it. I um, It's weird. I'm super happy for Joe Burrows and the team from the Bengals, 
But Matthew Stafford has been through such a long career in Detroit and then gets the move to Los Angeles and has had this like crazy season. And so like you're really pulling for him in a way because, yeah, like he's just he, he was at Detroit for so long and never managed to, you know, crest the hill. And now he could do it in his first season with the Rams. It's bananas. And they will be on home ground. So that's true. That is true. Um, All right. So question number one is a sports related question. But don't you worry. It's not about the Olympics. Uh, Go Canada. Um, (laughs) And funny enough, it actually is an NFL question. So uh, which NFL team's 51 year postseason victory drought ended in 1998? So it's very apropos because it's like a Super Bowl question. Wait, a 51 year postseason victory drought. Ended in 98. Sharon. Go, Sharon. Jets. Solid answer. No. Damn it. <laughs> Adam. Go, Adam. I'll go for the Dolphins. Oh, that's a good guess. Um, but no, the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, very nice. I would have not guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Okay. That's fair. Uh, that's question, why we didn't. Question, <laughs> question number two, under the Hobbies, Toys, and Games banner. In oh, 1996, nice. which doll celebrated its 30th anniversary with Star Trek editions? Sharon. Uh, Go, Sharon. Barbie. Yep. Look at you. Boom! How, how did, was that just like a, like a, this has to be it, or like you knew? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, because there's not that okay. many. <laughs> yes to both. <laughs> I had to guess. Um, but also, there's not many dolls that have been around for 30 years by mid-90s. So Right. Good deduction that you made in three seconds or less. That's and nice. Adam, would you have guessed that? I mean, the same one, same one in three seconds and a half. Okay. Yes. <laughs> as soon as you got so. to 30 years, I knew it wasn't Cabbage Patch dolls. Right. <laughs> <laughs> those used to frighten me you know that cabbage pastel like no i never liked them i thought their hair was weird i like how you folded your arms like your body language is still saying no to the cabbage <laughs> yeah. patch doll she's so traumatized yeah no it's still not happening <laughs> um well you know what you guys there's this giant rock star that um has identified a way to make his performance just that much better. That has nothing to do with drama or fighting, as we are normally uh, hearing from this particular person. Mm-hmm. But it's Liam Gallagher. <laughs> and what has he done? But he's gotten rid of dairy. Who knew? <laughs> who knew dairy was the problem? Who knew he, <laughs> who knew he knew what dairy was and, and what it could do for him or not? Well, the interesting thing is that this whole big thing about how he's on jasmine tea to prioritize his voice and that would be good for his voice. So no smoking and no dairy on days that he's got to sing. But obviously when that's done, I go back to how I am is what he <laughs> says. So <laughs> I guess okay, so it, it's, it's, it's only on days he has to sing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. I don't. If I don't he has know. Like three nights in a row where he's got to sing. He's not getting any cheese. I don't yeah, know how that's a, a good regime to be on. It seems roller coaster ridey. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Like it's not. It's not doing anything. I, I doubt. Well, dairy is. Uh, it can be risky if you've got like an intolerance to it. And what it, I think, coffee with any sort of dairy product gives you this sort of what I like to call spit throat. I was just discussing that with some uh, colleagues today. Spit throat, not a technical term, but I think it is. But it creates the saliva and it creates that smack sound that people have that drives me bonkers. Yeah. Um, but it comes from like the, the dairy and the coffee, I think. Possibly. And the lack of hydration. So your your stuff's working on Also, don't drink soda time. before you go on the air. Don't. 
No, that's what I did earlier. <laughs> did you? But yeah, you, are you? <laughs> but it's like it's like an it's like hiccup waiting to happen. It's just bad news. Like bad things can happen. <laughs> it's half empty. I'm still good. But is that? Oh, I don't think. A, nice. I don't think a buble will make you like. Oh, leave I, the trust me, it. it does. Really? Okay. You should see me twelve minutes ago. and what flavor what flavor was that was that yellow yeah that's the yellow one that's the uh, pineapple bubbly oh i don't think i've tried that one i like the black cherry yeah uh, that one's good too i like the orange myself Mm -hmm. have you tried black cherry uh yes okay i don't like like the um the pink one is that the uh, pineapple is that the pamplemousse the pamplemousse yeah i hate it What's that called? Grapefruit. Thank you. Yeah, there I'm we going, go. Watermelon? No. Watermelon? No. <laughs> I'm stuck. Oh, brother. So maybe uh, Liam Gallagher will get himself hooked up on some buble when he's yeah. not <laughs> diving deep into the dairy bucket. But he did give some advice to the younger rockers. He says, to all them 20-year-old rock stars, just ignore what I'm saying. Then when you get to 50, if you've still got a career going, you'll be doing your bits and bobs. <laughs> I thought that quote was necessary because I'm like... All right, Grandpa, you would be doing your bits and bobs. Who's bit and who's bob? Okay, so oh that's God. what that's what coming off a of dairy does to your vocabulary. He must be like, is he? He's is he married? He's married, right? Like, or he ha- he must have a lady for sure. Like, well, she's no lady. I don't know actually, <laughs> because I just feel like it. He must be a lot. Know what I mean? I think so too. Yeah. Like, but at the he- same time, I think he's genuinely just honest yeah 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 Mm -hmm. like he doesn't have a problem going to sleep at night you know he's not carrying any stuff around yeah (laughs) no he's (laughs) not married he's dating someone but they've they've postponed the wedding well that backs to 2020 so oh uh they said they don't want to get married with their mask on oh i see i feel like he doesn't have an off button really like it might be like blah 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 blah, like all day long depending on what has annoyed him Mm mm-hmm yeah and thankfully, when it gets to just focusing on music, he makes really good albums. And there's a, a new one that's out. Come on, you know, is that what it's called? Yeah. Is that is that April 27th or May 1st? or It's something. It's coming. It's one of the days. Yeah. <laughs> of this year. Um, so, similarly, we've got a new baby coming one of the days this year. The 90210 crew is set to welcome another baby to the family. It's Brian Austin Green. Little David's going to be a daddy again. And I say again with eyebrows up. Baby number six. Yeah, he wow. has like a 19-year-old, doesn't he? Or a 20-year-old son? Uh, yeah, Probably. Yeah, no, because he, he was hooked up with Vanessa Marcel from General, General Hospital back in the day. Right. So they yes. have a son named Cassius. Then he was with uh, Megan Fox, and they have three. And then, or four. Did they have four? I guess, because how, how are we getting to six? I guess four, because then. Cause Is it then, baby number five? Either way, it's a lot of babies. Yeah, that's because I knew they had three sons, but maybe they have four sons. I know they don't have a girl. That's what happens when you have that many kids. You lose, you lose count. count. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she, uh, Sharna Burgess is uh, dancing with the stars, right? This is what I hear. Right. So uh, it's their first child. Um, and they kind of look alike. Right. So I don't know what that does to a baby, but we'll see. <laughs> I think they're, no, I'm just teasing. They're both very attractive people. I'm sure they're going to have a beautiful baby. And we don't have to worry about Megan Fox. Speaking of uh, beautiful people, uh, she's engaged to Machine Gun Kelly. Did you yeah. see that ring? Adam, I saw you pointing, so go. And then I have a story. Uh, oh, yeah, just before we go to that ring, it's um, it's only his fifth child. Okay. Oh, okay. 
So he's That's what got I was overboard there. <laughs> three with Megan. Um and well, two others. Yeah. I can't read anymore. Two other randoms. I've read it. So okay. yeah, it's it's only his fifth child, not okay. six. Okay. <laughs> Glad I kept my count up. Um I read, I don't know if this is accurate or not, but when Machine Gun Kelly recently proposed, apparently the engagement ring, uh, if you have to take it off, it's painful. Mm-hmm. So he, and he designed that on purpose so that like it's painful. So like don't take it off. Love is painful. But here's my question: That's how, weird. How hurtful <laughs> is it? Is it just a uh, ouch? Or is I, it I a, think like, so because I gonna, saw it, like, I saw the bleed and everything. I saw it and it looks like it's pointy, like down. So if you're pulling it, it's gonna like you're gonna have to kind of I think twist and turn to get it off. That's what it, it feels like. Who says yes to that? Well, that was my thought. Like <laughs> if my better half wants me in pain. Maybe this shouldn't happen. Maybe they only she, Machine Gun Kelly only wants her in pain if she leaves him. Exactly. <laughs> Which I don't know. That's weird. They wear Anyways. a good. Uh, they're a, they're a couple that wears a good pleather pant. They well, they put all the budget in the ring, so they're not getting actual leather. Just yeah. <laughs> that must be faux it. leather, fleather. I wonder if Flancy <laughs> McConnell would wear fleather. <laughs> <laughs> On a Friday night, you've got that right. <laughs> they do um, look good together, though. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. They do have thing. a they have a vibe, though, right? Like when you just see yeah. pictures of them, there's like there's a vibey thing going on with them. So, but it's like I get it. I get that they're. I get. Together. I get it, it too. It seems to work. So, it's interesting. Like, do you see them at uh, the grocery store? You know? Not as of yet, but <laughs> here in Montreal, who's to know if she won't come film something at some point? That's true. Yeah, I'm look forward. <laughs> we'll look forward to that time. Did you ever watch the? Um, did you ever watch? Was not this past Christmas, but the one before, I believe, when Halle Berry was here and she got the Cunningham Wizard. Yeah. We talked about that. But did you yeah. watch? Did you watch the video on her Instagram? Yes, she was like <laughs> slurping. She was so excited. She was in like elbow deep into a, a plate of wings and like mouthful talking about how great. They, and she's not wrong. Either. Yeah, we said that at the time. Their wings are delicious at Cunningham's. Yeah. Um. But yeah, <laughs> she knows what she's talking about. I think that's what uh, that's what we learned there. Yeah. Um, so Nikki Six mm. doesn't mince any words. He's old school. That's what the lesson to this story that we're about to talk about uh, will teach us. He's old school in in the defense of his band because he'd heard about what Eddie Vedder had to say about Motley Crue and he responded to it. And it wasn't like Eddie Vedder just went and said, "Here's what I have to say about them." He was in an interview and talking about his time as like a gear guy unloading for bands at the time. He worked at a club and and there were bands that he wasn't necessarily a fan of. So he said, I'd end up being at shows that I wouldn't have chosen to go to, bands that monopolized late 80s MTV, the metal bands that, and he said, I'm trying to be nice, <laughs> I despised. But then he went kind of head head first uh, girls 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 and motley crew kind of <laughs> f you i hated it i hated how it made fellas look i hated how it made the women look it felt so vacuous so that's an honest you know description of his feelings about a particular band mm -hmm. but nikki six went for it and said huh made me laugh today how much the singer Pearl Jam hated Motley Crue. Now, considering they're one of the most boring bands in history, it's kind of a compliment, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and it's I, there's such an old school quality to this barbing back and forth mm. of chip, chip, chip. And it's not even back and forth. It's, you know, Eddie Vedder being interviewed about a situation and he described it. 
to Nikki Six seemingly not letting it go because he went on to write, <laughs> I believe it was through Twitter, you're not allowed to diss my band in our 40-year history and not get a little smack back. All good. More focused on us playing stadiums right now. Moving on. <laughs> I love Nikki Six. Like I, he's great. In, and and don't forget to check out our interview on the Kelly Alexander show. That's on our mm-hmm. YouTube channel. Recent. Um, but yeah, like just just his vibe. And we were talking. He and I. Yeah, like he just. You just know he doesn't take anything. You know what I mean? Because he doesn't need to. Because he's Nikki Six and. He's got it. You know what I mean? I have totally. to say, like, I was a bit surprised that Eddie Vedder went there. You know what I mean? For no, like, I think he could have stopped at hair metal bands. He could have. That's true. But he, who knows? There must be some sort of history. Because I don't see Eddie Vedder as being a, a bad dude. Yeah, I love Eddie Vedder. Fight either. But here's the yeah. thing. Um, Nikki Six wasn't finished. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he did conclude saying... You'll be fine. Remember, there were zillions of brown-haired bands for brown-haired fans. Uh, brown-haired bands for brown-haired fans. Go find them. You'll know them by the bored look on their face. <laughs> so I think that's funny, too. And again, it's it's old school to sort of, you know, go back and forth like that or go at it like that. Uh, but I think it's also dangerous at the same time because I like Motley Crue and I like Pearl Jam. So do you diss one band's fans at the risk of... Uh, maybe not pleasing them as fans of your band or or do you actually think you can't possibly be a fan of this band and my band you know yeah well because i fall into the same category as you like i like both bands you know yeah. and i've and i've always respected eddie vetter and i always think like nikki six is cool especially since he got his life together you know what i mean yep, so totally i just i i have to say i was surprised and obviously who knows what context again with eddie vetter because that's why you have to be so careful in interviews because they'll They'll often try to get a teaser out of it to, to yeah. you know, like clickbait or whatever. Yep. But I was surprised that Eddie, because he's always so eloquent for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I just was surprised that he didn't stop at hair bands and then that's enough. And the interesting thing about Pearl Jam and the bands of that time when the whole grunge movement was happening, it was hair metal bands that did suffer the... Uh, the uh, the fate of being no longer they were the genre seemingly was killed mm-hmm. however <laughs> bands endure if they are to endure it you know i think you, we end up buying into this notion that well we can't like that anymore because now grunge is here you know and i think that i that record companies are at fault here i think that promotions people try to you know or record companies for sure for making them like their artist and someone's got a falter i guess but truly motley crew is still at it mm-hmm. so they're they're really not suffering there are some bands that that did sort of suffer the fate of you know they didn't make it same thing happened with disco moving into uh the 80s it just it died like there was a peak for disco in the late 70s and then New wave came in and, and punk came in and, and whatever happened, it just went this way. But it doesn't mean that people don't like disco now. It doesn't mean that people don't like Motley Crue or, or, uh, White Lion or <laughs> Great White or even White Snake. They like all the white bands like that. Um, and it's funny, but I think it's, it's a ploy on a, on a business side of things to make that, to create that that uh, argument yeah okay they can't possibly exist at the same time and succeed yeah, uh, yeah. yes they can yeah. <laughs> but anyway so uh 
I guess, uh, you know, Eddie Vedder's not going to be invited over to Nikki Six's house anytime soon and yeah. vice versa. They're probably yeah. not going to play a round of golf. Probably not. <laughs> uh, you guys ready to go back? Let's do it. Go back into time. <laughs> Your 90s rewind takes us back to around this time in 1996, which is nice because one of the people that we're going to talk about, uh, I believe, is featured at the halftime show this year. Mary J. MJB. Yes. Yowza. She laid it all out with Not Gonna Cry, which was in the top 10 in 1996. Um, I can tell you that while Mary J. will be at the uh, halftime show, that Take That will not be. <laughs> <laughs> but the song Back for Good as a classic 90s Brit feel-good sing-along song, man, that's one of those ones where you end up arm-in-arm with your friends and swaying, singing oh, that we song. we love those. Oh, my gosh. Back for good. Uh, and Mariah, Carrie, just in case you didn't know who I was talking about, <laughs> she was spotted two times in the top 40 this week in 96. First time, or um, lower down the chart, I should say, with Fantasy. Excellent song. That was yeah. at number 23. But at number one, she was with Boys to Men on One Sweet Day. Such mm -hmm. a great song. Cry every time. Oh, man. After you hit the high notes. <laughs> I'm like, that was super off key. <laughs> Let's do it again. Yeah. Rewind that. We're doing it. We're going to take it from. <laughs> that is your 90s rewind, you guys. Thank you. Very nice. Thank By the you. way, I think we briefly discussed this last week about the Janet post discussion. Um, but Mariah's little parts in Janet's doc are hilarious, especially when she's like, I was jealous that she got to do that and I wasn't allowed to, <laughs> like when the, the Rolling Stones. <laughs> yeah. Well, imagine. And she wasn't allowed to because she has a, had a domineering husband, right? Yeah, who uh, wanted pristine because image. And like, it's interesting, too, because after that ended, she totally went hip hop, like hip hop R&B. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, because that was honey? her. That was what she wanted. And she she did that. So. And you could tell. And it was just so well produced for Mariah that that basely basey. Oh, Loved it. <laughs> Love her. Oh, also. How do you, how do you, how do you print? Uh, sorry. How do you uh, spell? Ugh. That was nice. <laughs> but she had it. A lot of G's. <laughs> and an um, H at the end. <laughs> just before you wrap up, Sharon, uh, a shout out to um, Rachel, who listens to what uh, watches us actually from Australia. Hi, Rachel. Rachel. She like she writes us a message every episode on our YouTube She's channel. Nice. She and the thing is, and she literally watches every single second of our episode because she comments on every topic that we do. Oh, nice. So I I love it because like if we had a pop quiz for her, she would get a hundred percent because she literally <laughs> <laughs> knows every topic that we do. So That's I just awesome. wanted to give her a shout out. Thank you, Rachel. Hello. Thank you for understanding. My accent is so close to yours. <laughs> Crossing. You should you should try that out when you debut the new show on the 28th of February. <laughs> I've told you that. Uh, yeah. Bring all your accents. People love it. Um, uh, the owner of our the owners of our gym are from Australia. So Rachel, I think we've discussed this F45 is a yep. brand that comes from Australia. So uh, the one of the owners will talk about the exercises and refer to it as a burner. <laughs> it's a burner on the legs. It's a burner. So nobody that goes to our gym actually ever says, burner. yeah, it's a burner. No, they all say, it was a burner. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> all I can uh, picture when you say that is you sitting against the wall doing the, the chair, 
with your legs. The wall like, sits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That's a lot. And then you're like, I can't. I can't. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I love you both. Have a great week. Uh, kisses back to you. <laughs> Congratulations again, Sharon. We're super proud of you here. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to uh, the newsletter at kellyalexandershow.com so that you can check out the interview with Tina Landon. And then come back so that we can speak to Kelly next week or next time on this very show about her meeting the one and only Janet Jackson. <laughs> We're going to talk about that and other things around that. I've got some dancing questions. Uh, Adam. Sharon. I'll have some dancing questions for you, too. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) And thank you guys for finding us wherever it is uh, that you do and wherever it is that you are. Like Rachel in Australia. (laughs) Thank you for listening. It's a burner. Thank you for listening to 90s Now. Still happening.